Good morning, and welcome to Monday Mornings. With Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm feeling very festive today. I know, you look very festive. It's the first day of October. I have my skeleton onesie on. I have a little skeleton nutcracker next to me, so we match. It's very cute. (laughs) And I have a pumpkin beer. I love that. I I have bat lights on my desk, but those are always there. Bats. Freaking bats. (laughs) Um, So at the top, because we did this at the very end of the episode last week, but I wanted to give Allie a shout out for our Yes, a real shout out this time. (laughs) Yes, she did hear it, so that was like all that mattered, but I wanted everybody else to hear that Allie made our new little Halloween logo that you're seeing on this today's episode. It's so cute, I love it so much. Yeah, we tagged her in the post about the picture, but you can find her there, and we'll probably tag her in the post for this the Instagram post for this episode. I posted a link to her website on our Twitter. And yeah, definitely check her stuff out. She has some very cool clay earrings, which I do have a few pairs and I love them. I get compliments. They're very on pretty. Them. Yeah. I'll have to get some. I'm definitely going to get more soon because I never buy earrings and I actually like hers. Yes. <laughs> I just opened my Etsy shop today. And I have all those little mushroom earrings, and I'm about to put up some more Halloween earrings. Very excited. Yay! How was your week? It was good. (laughs) It has not been anything crazy. I was, like, kind of ready for today to be over. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Um... How was yours? (laughs) Well, my week started really great. Yeah, I got a tattoo on Tuesday. So cute. Really fun. It's a skeleton holding some wine. But um, and Wednesday I had food poisoning and had to go to the ER, so that wasn't super great. But I have a really fun bruise now. I don't know if you can see it. Oh my god! But that isn't a shadow. That is a bruise. Um, <laughs> from taking your blood. Yeah, because she took my blood and it's in like my elbow, like pit type of area. Yeah. For those of you at home. And um, she had to take blood, but then also give me IV fluids. So it was in a great place for drawing blood, but not in a great place for me for the next few hours while I sat there with my arms straight. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I have really, really tiny veins. So anytime I have to get any sort of blood draw or anything, they always have to stab me a million times. I end up with a big bruise. This time, this past time, I had to get a blood draw for work. They did it on my hand. So, like, my whole... That was the only place they could figure it out. So my whole hand was, like, purple. Ew. Yeah, because they do IVs in your hand a lot of times. But they were taking blood from my hand. (laughs) I think I would vomit, because I almost vomited after she took my blood this time. But... I like to watch. I can handle blood just not my own (laughs) that's true my own blood is very different I do feel that (laughs) that's a different scenario (laughs) all right one of our um lovely listeners one of our lovely new listeners one of my coworkers, Maggie informed me this week that Dolly Parton is now on TikTok so Ah! she (laughs) said that she thought I should know 
So oh I thought I would God. share with well, all of you. She recently tweeted about Lil Nas X because he did a cover of Jolene. Yes, I saw that. I haven't listened to it yet, but I saw her post. It was good. It was it was good. And she tweeted about it, so that was just, like, iconic. And I think he probably died a little. But Oh, probably. Oh, my gosh. He was probably <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So. So, what are we talking about? All right. So, <laughs> friends, <laughs> let me preface this by saying... I changed what I was covering at 7.30 p.m. last night. Um, (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Yeah, so I was going to cover a haunted town that I have been to. And I'm going to do it soon, but I didn't think it was spooky enough or fun enough for spooky season that I wanted to do what I'm going to cover now. And so basically I decided to cover something a little bit more on brand for October with the origin of the jack-o'-lantern and history of trick-or-treating. Yay! I was going to do this one. I'm so glad you're doing it. Yay! (laughs) I'm glad I didn't start it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm a procrastinator, so. I, Yeah. I start things and I just don't finish and then I pick up new things instead. True. I have so many, I have like three documents on our Google Drive that are just blank with like titles on them. <laughs> if you didn't know, we both have ADHD and it's a hell of a yeah. drug. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> so to get us in the October spirit, I figured let's start out with some fun pumpkin facts. Yay. I got these from... History Channel's website, history.com. One, pumpkins are a member of the gourd family, which includes cucumbers, honeydew melons, cantaloupe, watermelon, and zucchini. I did not know that. Neither did I, because I really honestly, and I feel kind of stupid being somebody who majored in nutrition, I thought pumpkins were a squash. I would agree, because like... Well, I guess squashes are gourds. Right. I'm a huge fan of vegetables. I'm disappointed in myself for not knowing this. (laughs) I know. I was like, I feel like this isn't a fact that either me or Morgan knew, which is very surprising. We're full of facts. What the heck? It's facts. (laughs) And it's also food slash plant related. So that's just like, one of us has to know. (laughs) Oh, man. We're slacking. I know. Well, now we know. Uh, These plants were central to not central they were native to central america and north america as well as mexico but what is it mexico's in north america yeah yeah okay this quote is weird sorry guys um but now <laughs> damn it history channel <laughs> i know it's just worded strangely but they now grow on all six continents well not all six continents because there's antarctica so it's on six continents just not antarctica get it got it good okay <laughs> wait are there only six continents no there's seven antarctica is the one that it's not grown on so it's grown on six continents except for antarctica where not really anything's grown okay right okay that's how i had it in my brain i was just double checking (laughs) the six like livable continents (laughs) on the six (laughs) continents that things can survive on (laughs) yeah Two is indigenous North Americans have grown pumpkins for thousands of years, even before the cultivation of beans and corn. 
Wow. Yeah. They also used to do that really cool thing where they would plant like pumpkins and corn and then something else and like all at once in the same spot instead of just like rotating. It was really cool. Yeah. It's called like, I forget, it's like vertical something or another. Yeah. It's really, I mean, not to nerd out about soil and shit, but it's a lot better for farming because of like the soil nutrition. <laughs> yes. We can nerd out about soil on our own time. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. I have things to say too, but our <laughs> listeners are not interested. <laughs> another day. Uh, three. In 1584, after French explorer Jacques Cartier explored the St. Lawrence region of North America, he reported finding... a beautiful French accent. <laughs> you know, my eight or so years of French didn't wow. pay off much, but for pr- French pronunciation, I got you. <laughs> Good job. So he explored the St. Lawrence region of North America, where he reported finding, quote, gross melons. <laughs> The name was translated into English as Pompillon, which has since evolved into the modern pumpkin. Cute. Yeah. Four, according to the 2017 U.S. Agriculture Census, Illinois is the largest producer of pumpkins in the United States. It harvests. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. (laughs) Fun fact. When I lived in Illinois, we lived in the pumpkin capital of the world in Peoria or Morton, Illinois. And we wonder why a, you are the way that you are. <laughs> there's a pumpkin festival every year. Oh, So cute. Morton, Illinois, home of Libby's Pumpkin Factory. Oh, cute. Um, but Illinois harvests twice as many pumpkin acres as of any other top producing states. Five, the heaviest pumpkin was grown in Belgium in 2016 and weighed a whopping 2,624 pounds. That is by far one of my favorite parts of fair season is going to see the pumpkins. Oh, we'll wait for it. The heaviest pumpkin in the U.S. was grown in New Hampshire in 2018 and weighed 2,528 pounds. I wonder if it was at the Deerfield Fair because I definitely saw it if it was. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, we were probably there. (laughs) I was going to say, I've probably seen that famous pumpkin. (laughs) And the largest pumpkin pie ever baked was in Ohio in 2010. It weighed 3,699 pounds and was over 20 feet in diameter. Holy shit. Yeah. I love pumpkin. I don't love pumpkin pie. Really? I don't hate it. It would just never be my first choice, (sighs) if that makes sense. I'm an apple pie girl. Oh, yeah. my aunt But I am drinking a pumpkin beer. Those are good, good, though. Yeah. Six, pumpkin seeds should be planted between the last week of May and the middle of June. They take between 90 and 120 days to grow and are picked in October when they are bright orange in color. Their seeds can be saved to grow new pumpkins the next year. Or you could toast them up and eat them because they're yummy. Mm. Did you ever see on TikTok there used to be that guy that would plant pumpkin seeds? Like, in random people's yards. No, but I love that. There was a guy that would plant pumpkin seeds in, like, random people's yards around the neighborhood. And then they would grow into pumpkin plants. Oh, wait. I think I did see that. <laughs> or there was somebody just doing it with weed, which was also clever. But Also clever, yes. <laughs> um, One year after Halloween, we had this, like, at my old house, we had this, like, compost-esque pile where we just kind of, like, 
in the summer at in the summer we just like throw our corn cobs and like mm-hmm. random shit. So my dad threw our like dilapidated jack-o'-lantern out there one year and the next year we had so many pumpkins. That's amazing. And ever since then we've been, never been able to grow as like, great and amazing pumpkins but like from that random compost pile. <laughs> That happened with my parents this year. They had a random tomato plant sprout up in their front garden. <laughs> like, out of nowhere. <laughs> I love you, nature. You're yeah, crazy. right? <laughs> All right. So, before we begin with the history of jack-o'-lanterns, we're going to talk about the most jack-o'-lanterns carved and lit in one place. Because, fun facts. So, this is uh, directly from the Wikipedia page about jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> For a long time, Keene, New Hampshire had the world record for most jack-o'-lanterns carved and lit in one place. The Life is Good Company teamed up with Camp Sunshine, a camp for children with life-threatening illnesses in their families, to break the record. Which, side note, I do have a few friends from high school that actually work there, and it is a very cool and awesome organization. Yeah, I've heard of it, which is, I feel like is rare for me. I feel like I've never heard of anything. <laughs> <laughs> So a record was set on October 21st, 2006, when 30,128 jack-o'-lanterns were simultaneously lit on Boston Common in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out, Boston. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Highwood, Illinois, tried to set the record on October 31st, 2011, with an unofficial count of 30,919, but did not follow the Guinness regulations so the achievement did not count that is a rookie fucking mistake i know did they not watch the episode on icarly about how important it is to follow the rules apparently not they were not educated on october 19th 2013 keen new hampshire broke the boston record and reclaimed the world record for most lit jack-o'-lanterns on display with 30,581 and Keene has now broken the record eight times since their original attempt. And they don't do that anymore, right? Or, or they Not, do? I don't think they do. So, jack-o'-lanterns. Woo! My favorite. Jack-o'-lanterns can be traced back to an old Irish folklore tale from the 1800s about a man named Stingy Jack. Jack was a blacksmith, and one night he invited the devil to a pub for a drink. But being stingy, oh yeah, (laughs) just invite the devil for a drink. No biggie. But being stingy, he didn't want to pay for their drinks. He convinces the devil to turn into a coin so they can pay without actually paying. Okay, stingy Jack, that's freaking rude. If you're going to invite someone like that far up in the ranks, or I guess far down in the ranks as (laughs) Satan, you should at least offer to pay for his drink. Like, Homeboy has a lot of power. You should probably do well. But... I feel like Homeboy probably doesn't carry currency on him. <laughs> yeah. So, the devil turns himself into a coin, but instead of using it to pay for drinks, Stingy Jack skips out on the bill and keeps the devil as a coin in his pocket next to a silver cross. So, the cross makes it so that the devil can't turn back into himself, so he's stuck there. So Eventually, Stingy Jack... Jack outsmarted the devil. Oh, yeah. Goddamn. So, eventually, Jack lets the devil out of the coin under the agreement that the devil would leave him be for the next year. 
And if he were to die, the devil would not take his soul to hell. So this reminds me big time of um, the Deathly Hallows story from Harry Potter Mm -hmm. about, like, evading death, but how it comes back to bite you in the ass in the end. Just wait. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a scam, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. So the next year, the devil comes back to Jack, probably to beat the shit out of him or something. Um, (laughs) Somehow, Jack ends up convincing the devil to climb a tree for a piece of fruit. While he's in the tree, Jack either carves a cross into the bark or ties a cross around the tree, making the devil unable to get down. So, Jack says that he will remove the cross if the devil agrees to leave him alone for another ten years. Why not just, like, forever? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you could come back in ten years. (laughs) <laughs> I think he was older at this point, and I mean, life expectancy wasn't that long. He was That's wishful true. thinking with the 10 years. Yeah. So the devil agrees and leaves. But not long after that, Jack dies. But God will not accept an unsavory character such as him. <laughs> and the devil is a little bit bitter, but also keeping his word of not taking Jack's soul. So... Neither God nor the devil wants him to jack, but the devil gives him a piece of burning coal to light his way through the night. (laughs) So Jack puts this burning coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming earth ever since. The Irish referred to him as Jack of the Lantern, which eventually was shortened to be just Jack O'Lantern. Oh. Yeah. In Scotland and Ireland, they would carve faces into turnips and potatoes, light them, and put them in their windows to scare away Jack and other spirits. And I'm dead at this next part. In England, they used large beets in the same way. Amazing. I'm just going to start carving root vegetables. Screw pumpkins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immigrants... To the U.S. from Ireland, Scotland, and England brought their traditions of carving these veggies where they found the perfect substitution in the pumpkin. Oh. So that is the history of the jack-o'-lantern. I love it. Now we're going to talk about Halloween. Ooh. Ooh, so fun. Okay. The Halloween festivities that we know and love today can be traced back about 2,000 years to the pre-Christian Celtic traditions of Samhain, which... I had no idea. Yeah, so it is spelled Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Yes. Okay, I did know. Samhain. (laughs) Yep, I guess I did know. (laughs) So if you've ever read about it, then you know, but if you've never heard it pronounced, you probably didn't. Um, Which is celebrated, they said on October 31st, but... I don't know when we started keeping date time, like all that shit. So it, I'm saying on or around October 31st. <laughs> the Celts believed that the dead returned to Earth during Samhain. On the night of Samhain, I can't believe I'm making myself say that word so many times because it's like hard to read and say. Um, <laughs> it's counterintuitive. <laughs> Yeah. You don't say it phonetically. (laughs) It's hard. I was like, why am I even writing it spelled like this? They would light bonfires, offer sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. Some would wear animal skins to disguise themselves and scare off unwanted spirits. 
they would also leave large offerings of like buffets of food to appease any unwanted visitors and basically like keep them away which like Uh, that would do the opposite for me I know I was like maybe they put the tables on like the outskirts of town and they're like hey (laughs) catch me sneaking in the middle of the night to go steal some cheese (laughs) I know I was like okay in the Middle Ages, people would participate in what is known as mumming. Kind of like mummy, but mumming. Yeah. <laughs> mumming was when people would dress up as ghosts, demons, and other scary things and perform various tricks and antics in exchange for food and ale. <laughs> Get out of here. By the 9th century, Christianity had spread to the Celtic lands and traditions started to blend together. Around the year 2000, November, not the year 2000, (laughs) the year 1000, November 2nd, had been declared All Souls Day to honor the dead. The English people of the time celebrated All Souls Day similarly to how the Celts celebrated Samhain, by lighting fires and dressing up in masquerade. The poor family... (laughs) Sorry for the interruption, people. My partner, Tyler, is being disruptive. (laughs) Yelp. (laughs) He's putting the cat in the frame. (laughs) So poor families would visit homes of the wealthy to get a pastry, which was called a soul cake, in exchange for praying for deceased members of the wealthy's family. This was called souling, (laughs) which sounds like a super sketchy thing out of Scientology to me. (laughs) Yes, it does. But basically just like these poor families would go to better off families' houses and be like, hey, we'll pray for your dead family members. And they'd be like, awesome, that's great. Here's these pastries. <laughs> Which, like, okay, sounds like a fair trade, I guess. Yeah, if I get a pastry, then I'll, whatever. I'll do it. It's not much effort to pray for somebody, especially if you're already praying, if they're all wicked religious anyways. Which chances are they were. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. also pretty easy to, easy to fake if you need to. I know. You're like, yeah, 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 I'll pray for your family members. And you go home and just eat all those pastries. Yeah. But knowing, like, Catholics, the Catholic guilt would kill you, so. True. Uh, later, kids would be the ones doing this. And instead of asking, instead, they would ask for food, money, and ale. I don't know why the kids were asking for ale. Maybe for their parents. Maybe they're just chilling. I don't know. I know they used to start early back then. (laughs) In Scotland and Ireland, they participated in guising. Guising was when people would dress up in costume and take treats from houses in exchange for performing songs, reciting poems, or telling a joke or story. They would receive a treat that was fruits, nuts, or coins. (laughs) Cool. Sounds easy enough. Like granola and some spare change. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have both of those things right over there. (laughs) In the early 1600s, Catholics in England started to celebrate Guy Fawkes Night or Bonfire Night. So, real quick. In 1605, Guy Fawkes, which is a guy. His name was Guy. Last name Fawkes. Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah, this is what I was thinking this whole time. But His ancestor. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Guy Fox. 
Guy Fox, F-A-W-K-E-S. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 1605, Guy and other supporters of the Catholic Church planned a bombing on Parliament <laughs> because of poor treatment of their people by Protestant King James I. I guess there was like a whole lot of stuff and it got so bad that um, they planned this whole thing called the Gunpowder Plot which I guess failed miserably, but they were planning on bombing Parliament and then overthrowing King James. And because I guess the Protestants were not treating the Catholics nicely, which is like, guys, stop. Um, (laughs) So then a year or so later, on November 5th, 1606, Guy Fawkes was executed for his part in this plot. And... Basically, that same night, people celebrated him by lighting bonfires and burning different effigies. And this tradition was even brought to colonial America. Wow. Yeah. I do have to say, the 1600s was full of drama. Oh, yeah. Especially around the church. Just chock full of drama. Oh, yeah. My favorite, me and my coworker were talking about it. You know that picture from, like, history textbooks in, like, middle and high school where it's that, like, old guy, like, putting up a note on the church door about, like, all the different things? That's all I was thinking about during this. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. Yup. By mid-19th century, the more fun Halloween traditions were popularized in the United States since so many Irish were coming over during the potato famine. So they brought all of the fun jack-o'-lantern and, like, old Celtic traditions with them. That is fun. Yeah. In the early 20th century, the Scottish and Irish revive old traditions of souling and guising. So basically, early trick-or-treating without as much treats, more tricks. By the 1920s, pranks were the most popular Halloween time activity. Oh, then, no. <laughs> Yeah. Which I forget that, like, because now I'm just like, yes, let's watch, like, some, like, scary movies. Let's watch, like, Scooby-Doo and, like, Hocus Pocus and just eat candy and, like, drink beer. Mm-hmm. That's, like, what I think of Halloween as. I forget that, like, growing up, my, like, the day after Halloween, it was always, like, my bus would, like, drive under trees just covered in toilet paper. Like Really? Yeah, it was, like, something that the kid, like, the high schoolers did every year because my street was, like, had a lot of trees that overhang, so you could cover it, but it was, it looked wicked cool. That's kind (laughs) of fun. Yeah. Bad for the environment. Yeah. Whatever. I didn't know better back then. (laughs) Uh, Nobody did. (laughs) During and after the Great Depression, pranks and mischief increased on Halloween, like, a lot versus previous years, which is pretty safe to assume why. Uh, kids and teens would rebel by vandalism, assault, and random acts of violence. Those damn youths. I know. Like, it's probably, like, young adults, too, but they called, like, anybody just, like, youths. So. This led to what... To... Blah, blah, blah. This led to... Oh, my God. I'm reading the sentence, like, backwards. <laughs> This may be what led to more community-organized Halloween celebrations and a trick-or-treating to kind of stave off any mischief happening. Sadly, like most fun things, trick-or-treating was canceled during World War II. This was due to the sugar rations. But don't worry, guys. 
Why did World War II require so much sugar? I don't know. It was probably just less people working in, like, harvesting and manufacturing. So they rationed the sugar that they did have to be sent to overseas for energy. That checks out. I don't know. That also could be completely false. That was just me thinking. I don't know, (laughs) man. But don't worry. After the post-war baby boom, trick-or-treating became custom again for millions of kids in the U.S. and around the world. This, um, hold on, I have a quote from the History of Trick-or-Treating article I read from History.com. Although it is unknown precisely where the phrase trick-or-treating was coined, the custom had been firmly established in American pop culture by 1951 when trick-or-treating was depicted on the Peanuts comic strip. And in 1952, popular Disney pop produced a cartoon called Trick or Treat featuring Donald Duck and his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I've always been a huge fan of Peanuts. Yeah. So basically, Peanuts and then Donald Duck started trick or treating, or like popularized the name trick or treating. This was also a great time for candy companies because they no longer had restrictions on sugar and everything. So they capitalized on this and on the holiday and made specialized advertisements for Halloween and today Americans spend about 2.6 billion dollars on Halloween candy every year. Holy fuck. Yep. And Halloween is also the second largest commercial holiday. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean I guess that makes sense. Yeah, cuz other than Christmas, it's like Halloween, at least in America, it would be like Halloween, Valentine's Day, 4th of July, Easter, St. Patrick's Day is up there too, but like, they're not really. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, I've just never thought about it. Yeah, I guess it's the only like other holiday where like you can you celebrate more than one day usually like there's always like it's Halloween weekend in college like people have Halloween parties like all throughout the month of October just like Christmas time and like New Year's mm-hmm. but I don't know well that is all I have for you today I love it that was amazing <laughs> that was so fun what is your favorite Halloween candy oh god so my favorite candy is chocolate-covered gummy bears. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do really like candy corn. I don't know. It changes every year. <laughs> what about you? I'm a huge fan of a Reese's pumpkin. Oh, yeah. I have the mini ones in my freezer right now. Woo! Amazing. I what? recently found out that the Reese's shapes are made with palm oil while regular Reese's are not. So now I have the internal conflict about palm oil. Why'd you have to tell me that? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't buy them very often, so everything yeah. in, mod- in moderation. <laughs> Every single time I, I like read that and I was like, seriously? I was like, do regular Reese's have that? And I looked and they don't. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. But what the heck? <laughs> Why the do they add it better. in the ones? The shapes taste better. Yeah, I like the trees and the eggs. Agreed. The egg, the egg is the best. I agree. Oh yeah. 
Um, what's your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever had? Okay, can we post a picture of our, like, favorite childhood Halloween costume? Because I have a great picture of me and Elena or me and some of my other friends. I was a Barbie cheerleader. Oh, no. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, yeah. It is insane and then I'm trying to think if I had any that I loved in college my favorite was like night two of the three nights of Halloween parties I would usually go as like I would do walk of shame and I would just put on like a men's shirt or like a frat shirt and then I would wear like short like a skirt with like tights and then like heels and like just like fuck up my makeup and like use my hair from the night before that was like my favorite because it was like I thought it was funny, and it was also so easy. What about you? Man, I'm trying to think. I feel like I definitely had a lot of good ones as a kid, but I can't, like, pinpoint any. Hmm. My sister was a jellyfish one year. So (laughs) (laughs) I think I was a dead bride once. (laughs) Yeah, I had some, like, bizarre things. But now, of course, now that you ask, I can't think of any of them. But I'll find some. I think my favorite college one was when I was a Jurassic Park ranger. Yes. And the friends were dinosaurs. (laughs) Was that the penguin night? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie, Maddie, and Coral were all dinosaurs. Yeah. I was. (laughs) A me and Abby Full were Christina and Meredith from Grey's Anatomy, and I found you guys that night, and we Ubered back to campus together. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> yep, that was before we ever lived together. Yeah, that was beginning of our friendship, pre pre friendship, pre pre friendship, the prelude. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. I definitely had some other weird ones. Oh, my! actually, my favorite college one was when we went out um, my senior year when you and Carl came, and I was a dead person. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Another favorite is when our house did the farm. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was Amazing. a cow. I was a bumblebee. <laughs> it was that one was fun. That was fun. I love Halloween. If you can't tell people, we love Halloween. (laughs) Everybody send us funny pictures of you as a child during Halloween. I'll post my, I think my first Halloween, I was a clown. And then the next one, I was an (laughs) M&M. We should be M&M's pumpkin one year. Yes. That would be good. Those are my initials, M-M. It is. Mine are M-N. So it's close. So you put us together. M-N-M. Oh, yeah. M-N-M. Anyway. Anyway, before everybody stops listening. <laughs> they probably have already stopped. If you're stuck in, good for you. <laughs> exactly. You can find us wherever you're currently listening. Or wherever you want to listen. We're basically everywhere. We're in your ears. We're in your ears. We're pretty much everywhere. If there's yeah. somewhere we're not, though, like, if there's somewhere that you guys like to listen and we're not on that platform, uh, let me know because I can maybe request 
other platforms. Yeah. I don't even know what other platforms there are because I only use Spotify. <laughs> Same, but you know, you know how it is. <laughs> yep. We're on Instagram at Monday Mornings Pod, on Twitter at Monday Mornings P, and we have a Facebook page, but we don't use it. Yeah, so maybe don't hit us up there because no, I should just delete up. it. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions or topics that you'd like to have covered in future episodes, you can also email us at mondaymorningspod at gmail.com. Or DM us because we'll answer that too. Yes. If you liked today's episode, rate and review on iTunes or subscribe wherever. Yeah. If you do it, we'll give you a sticker. Yeah. And nobody's doing it. So, like, and if you've already reviewed, we'll still give you a sticker. I just need your home addresses. So <laughs> Yeah, DM us that. I know a few people have DM'd us home addresses. I know I've given a few people in-person ones that have written them. Yeah. Shout out to my coworker, Kate. You're a gem. Um, <laughs> I have given out some in-person as well. Yeah. And as always, start your Monday mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan. Bye! Good job.